definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Up, everybody. It's a Tuesday here on 100.7 The Score. 100.7thescore.com. It is the end of the bench. A Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program. What a wild night last night. Obviously, that will be a large topic of conversation coming up later on in the program. We'll uh, solidify the time here in just a few moments. The tears of 12. T-I-E-R-S or T-E-A-R-S if you are the Kansas Jayhawks. As they were blown off the floor last night by the Red Raiders. We'll take you through all the way till noon where we'll hand you off to the bottom line. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as we uh, go through a beautiful Tuesday. It is nice outside today. Going to be a great day. Uh, Texas Tech baseball leaving soon Thursday to go over to Arlington to open up its season on Friday. Texas Tech basketball going to be playing a on Saturday, baseball on Saturday. It's a great time of year. I've always been a huge fan of the overlap. Number one, I get paid on a per-game basis. <laughs> that is the selfish nature of not being a salaried employee. Yeah. Just a uh, self-employed contractor, but also love both college basketball and baseball. What's up, David? Good morning. How you doing? Hey, I plan on getting ejected from the show if things oh, are, are going bad with about five minutes left, so I don't have to see <laughs> what uh, the aftermath, and then spend uh, twenty minutes in post game uh, or post show discussions between the two of us, uh, letting everybody know how I feel about it. You know, I think it's a it was a chance for him to pounce on top of what happened to Drew and Sampson, maybe to follow up a little bit and just kind of show. Hey, you know, I'm in a, I'm in agreement with these guys that uh, officiating is not what it should be, and it's too physical. But it's just so hypocritical because his team has played the most physical brand of basketball that you can probably play in the league. There have been some years where I think Baylor's been more physical. Texas, maybe no, Texas never, ne- never. More physical than Kansas. Soft. Um, Gotten away with everything. I mean, highway robbery at Allen Fieldhouse. Guys going up through the net to block shots. Um, Timing issues. Just uh, mythical calls for years now. Two decades almost of... Everything going his way. And when it doesn't go his way and his team's getting smacked and he wants to just go kick it in the locker room, then he says, adios, muchacho. So I do know this. Raina Tilly loves to throw people out of games. And he saw the opportunity and gave him the old heave-ho. But, uh, yeah, don't get ejected from the show today. I need you. Okay. It was funny in the post game. you mentioned him, you know. A little hypocritical. He he said he did say pretty much it was too physical, and they were letting it be too physical. And in the first 
half of that ball game, Hunter Dickinson was given a foul because he grabbed Robert Jennings in the paint and basically threw him out of bounds. Yeah. And I was like, we're we're complaining about being too physical and not getting calls, but it's they, amazing. They made a call when your guy threw somebody to the ground. It's amazing all of the video that I saw post because you know after a win like that it's already late at night and it's going to be hard to go to sleep and and I did not go to sleep till about three or four can't remember which one <laughs> but it was around there um so you go back and you watch everything and you know that deal where uh he puts his chin right into Warren Washington's mm-hmm. head yeah um he cheap shots Robert Jennings you know, like I said looked like a pro wrestling move almost where you get leveraged low and then you use your elbow and it pivots the guy's legs up into the air to where there's nothing you can do. I've had that happen to me before. My only concussion in my life was that. Um, he's sneaky about it, and that's impressive to be sneaky, a sneaky cheap shot artist at 7'2". Pretty good little Siegfried and Roy going on there. I mean, that's some magic because he is a large individual. Mm-hmm. Courtside, it is jaw-dropping to see how tall and big that guy is. But you know what? He got his ass kicked, and that was so much fun to watch. What was he, two for eight from the field? Um, and, and that's what I enjoyed, I think, the most. So what Bill's talking about, being too physical, our guys played like – like their lives were on the line and got to all the loose balls, uh, only four offensive rebounds. It was basically one and done for Kansas. And it was just a joy to watch our guys be the more aggressive, faster, uh, bouncier team. I I, I just think Kansas coming in, they kind of knew, hey, we don't have our 20-point score. We got a few guys sick. Um, We're really just not that good right now. And Texas Tech made them look not good. Yeah, Hunter Dickinson in the postgame said they were better in every facet of the game. He didn't, you know, make excuses. Now he still thinks that they're, you know, Kansas and better than everybody else, but he at least I gave credit to them. And if they're not in the old barn, yeah, they're middle of this league. Yeah. Well, and the numbers say that. And two and five now on the road? Two and five on the road. Yeah, but Dickinson, he's one of those guys, you don't like him unless he's on your team, and then you just tolerate him. Because I couldn't imagine having to cheer for him. Yeah, I'm glad we we came here and just scored 18. But we dropped two mil on this guy. (laughs) Yeah, right? However much he uh, is getting paid. I'm I'm sure it's a lot. good part about that, though, is he played him, and the next time you see him, we'll be in some form of tournament, if you do then. Even if, yeah, that's going to have to line up in Kansas City. Yeah, um, That's one part of this new schedule that you have to take into account and you have to take advantage of it because a lot of these teams you're only going to see one time. Another one of those coming up Saturday against Iowa State. Going to be tough. Going to be really tough up there. Um, I do love the fact that it's an 11 a.m. tip-off. Roll out of bed, get to the floor get the game in and get back more time to rest <laughs> but this dude this team is 7 and 4 in the Big 12 without yeah. Devin Cambridge 
with a, a mean flu bug that went through for an entire week. Now we got to see how Warren's foot is, but I'm, I don't know. I got a feeling it's going to be okay because they let him return to the floor. So to me, that's that's a rolled ankle, and it'll take some time to get him back to a hundred percent. But yeah, that's a guess too. I don't well, know. yeah, let's hope it's a rolled ankle. Big guy, mm-hmm. feet, all that. You don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want ankle either, but feet. Yeah, let's just hope rolled ankle. Yeah, I'm getting. I don't. What did I say? I was just called Bill Self. My hair is real. Somebody just called me Bill Self on the chat line. We got two Kansas people in this building, and I get called Bill Self. Uh, that tends more like conduct on the chat line. Oh, joke! You're not Bill Self. We're in the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> I might get ejected. Up, oh, he's been run. There he goes. He's out. Uh, we had a lot of fun last night. Texas Tech wins seventy-nine to fifty. We'll tell you about everything coming up tonight and this afternoon when we come back here on the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. There's really all kinds of things you need to know. Texas Tech wins 79-50 to over Kansas. Uh, you jump 17 spots in Ken Palm. We'll look deeper into quad one, quad two, Victories, who's got the most, who's got the fewest. Later on in the program, tiers of 12 coming up at 10. We have decided that was the first time that Bill Self has been thrown out of a game while the coach of Kansas, which I just learned this. Self ejected for the first time in 21 seasons as the head Jayhawks coach. That's, I didn't know that. I know I, I could know you that. know and I even said this in the office I could have sworn he had done this in the past um against Texas Tech when he knew it was kind of out of hand and he just was like yeah let's go and maybe it's just been I swear it was I swear he had been ejected at some point he did bring it up though um in the postgame press conference it was kind of funny he said I, I have been ejected one other time when I was coaching, and I was coaching at Wyoming, and we were playing there, and it, and it was a very well-known official, one of the best officials, in my opinion, ever. And it was there weren't a lot of people there, and I was yelling at him, and he turned around to me, and he goes, nobody here, you don't have to yell, I can hear you. And he goes, I'll yell if I want. <laughs> and boop. He said a little bit more than that uh, yesterday. I, I went back and watched the video. I don't know. you. His back was turned to you whenever he mm-hmm. got he did the second and third. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure, like some, I heard somebody this morning on the morning drive said that they saw expletives. He said in the postgame press conference, I did not cuss. He said, I did say the magic word, and I might have said it a second or third time, but I wasn't trying to get ejected, which I call baloney on. If you know the magic word and you say it three times, you're trying to get ejected. Um, but it looked like he said, they cut to the camera, and it, he said joke. And then he followed it up with, you're a joke. Mm-hmm. And then he followed it up with, that's a joke. And that's when he was showing the door. Yeah, Raina Tilly. Well, Marcus Pettigrew got him with the first one, and then Raina Tilly came in with the uh, the uh, the vacuum cleaner yeah. and said, oh, we're going to clean this up. You're gone. 722 games at Kansas, and this is what you're talking about. The only other time he got ejected was in 1999 while coaching the Tulsa Golden Hurricane at Wyoming. 
Um, that was frustration, but I felt it all year. So good officials, good officials. I just don't see it the same way that it's being called. All right. Well. He did he did handle the post game really well by not you know, like there's a way way of coaches getting fined and yelling and having their athletic director, you know. Mac Rhodes. Yeah. Um cover for you. The way he handled that post game, he's a pro at saying the officials were bad without uh, having to worry about a fine. It was pretty impressive to listen to him talk bad about well, it. And then you had, you know, Kelvin Sampson said, "Don't ask me silly questions because you know if I answer, I get fined twenty five thousand dollars. Are you going to pony up?" Yeah. No. Well, the kid you're talking to is probably making twenty grand a year, Kelvin. And you know and that yeah. you're making multi millions, so you shut up. Um. So the biggest losses for Kansas, uh, for Bill Self, at Tech minus or at Tech by twenty nine, at Tech by twenty nine, at Texas by twenty five, at Texas by twenty five, at TCU by twenty three in twenty twenty three, and then at Baylor twenty three in March of two thousand thirteen. So his biggest losses come in in the Lone Star State, and Texas Tech has the two biggest whoopings. He did say in that post game as well. Sorry, just to follow up on that. I don't think uh, I've ever been beaten that bad uh, while at Kansas. And I commented on Twitter and I said, to I be that. fair, 2019 probably does feel like 20 years ago. Yeah, well, I went back. It's not that long ago for me because that was a fun day too. And this one was a lot of fun. This uh, Phoenix Open just got way out of hand. Uh, the drunkenness and the debauchery, it was uh, – Real-life Happy Gilmore. Remember when uh, Happy joins the tour and they got people in the woods doing certain things and beer bongs and all that. So uh, they're going to try and make some changes. And, um, you know, it's expected on the 16th, the stadium hole, that you're going to hear a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You have to block it out. You got to go up there and hit the shot because there's thousands of people around you in a stadium. And that is the kind of the, the – the epicenter of the craziness that goes on at the Phoenix Open. But there were other places on the course where guys were in the fairway and people were uh, trying actively to distract the golfers. And uh, one guy, and I didn't didn't see who this was because, again, it was late last night. He said, hey, um, you you know, give us a little bit of a break here. This is our job. You know, we're out here trying to work, and you guys are yelling at us and stuff like that. So, I'm glad there's going to be some changes made to that because I understand the fun and that it's kind of the start of spring. But, come on, let's go. we gotta, we got to do better. A record $185.6 million bet was on the Super Bowl books with Nevada sports books. More than $185.6 million was bet on the Super Bowl. The most ever, according to unaudited figures released today. The amount wagered eclipsed the previous high by nearly $6 million. How many sports books do you think there are in Nevada, David? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, Don't forget Reno. and Oh, yeah, well, I think there Mesquite. Are... Mm-hmm. Man, I have no idea. I'll 182. Go, I was going to be way under. I was going to go 115 or something like that. But yeah, that's ridiculous. 182 sports books, and um, they had a lot of action going on there 
with that. High school ball today, before we get to tonight. 3.30 on Double T 97.3. Friendship Girls are in the playoffs. You can listen to that um, this afternoon. That's going to be a little bit of an interrupter for Tech Talk. Tech Talk will pick up after the Friendship Girls playoff game. The Cooper Girls playoff contest begins at 6 on the score. 6.30 on 93.1 Texas FM. It's the Liberty Boys and Childress. And then at 7.30, the Friendship Boys take on Mojo. Odessa Permian on Double T 97.3. Those are your headlines. I'm sure there's more. We'll get to them throughout the program. Um, one thing that you got to love about Big Monday, if you go out and you have a big night like that, you get a little bit of time to enjoy it. Now you know that there's more Big 12 ball that you can watch and um, some time to rest. It's it's that it, it was nice because it was back-to-back home games, UCF and, and, and Kansas. And now, um, you know, you don't have to just immediately. Now you, now you can breathe a little, just mm-hmm. for a little while. Well, and you kind of got a little, I mean, it's weird to say this, nowadays with everything on television but you were a little bit in the spotlight you were on ESPN yeah. right before Scott Van Pelt you yeah. basically just talked about how Texas Tech took the Jayhawks behind the woodshed and beat them up I mean it was funny it was like yeah we're gonna be on right after uh, uh the Red Raiders finish this thing out uh, this blowout out I mean that's got to go a little ways you know dropping in both of the um, polls yeah. yesterday it's and- just another commercial and Texas Tech's doing an amazing job of that. Grant McCaslin highlighted that. You know, Saturday you win. Then you got Mahomes, Super Bowl champion again, three rings on the fingers, always repping Tech. You know, you're about to make an, an apparel change that'll feature Mahomes in a lot of ways. Um, and then, like I said, I mean, if you're on ESPN on Big Monday, it's, it's like this huge – Beautiful commercial. Um, Darren Williams, I think, you know, I'm trying to think. I've been doing Division One basketball for 20 years. Almost 20 years. I'm at that roundup point. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a better performance. Um, with the spotlight that's on. Who you were playing? 12 for 12, 4 for 4, 2 for 2. I think two assists, one turnover, a block. Um, and his block resulted in him coming back around and getting a three in the corner. It was just phenomenal to watch this guy. And another thing with, with Darian that you have to remember because he looks big, broad, and, and a little bit more mature. This is his second year of college yeah, he's basketball. A sophomore, I know. I I have to double check that every time because there's so many seniors that like are on Chance the team. McMillan. Yeah, Chance McMillan's played in 120 games, but he's so fresh faced. He looks very young. Yeah, it's our first year to see him. Mm-hmm. You forget that this guy's played a ton of college basketball. Yep. This is not the case for Darian, who I think played in his 53rd game last night. But to see him connect and do everything so well, I'm talking about every part of a game so well, was such a treat. 
Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. We are live in downtown Lubbock, Texas at the Raymar Compound. First United Bank Studios. This is our number two of what used to be Bearded Bedlam. Now it's just Hacks and Collier. With Lucas White, our producer engineer, we're going to have a treat for you coming up around 11 o'clock, and it'll be Levels um, Soliloquy <laughs> after Bill Self hit the highway for the first time as a Jayhawks head coach. He was expelled, sent to detention, back to the locker room, and um, Level got it going. I'll, I'll say this. He got it going. He got it going so much, I just stepped out of the way. <laughs> and at that point, the game was 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 in hand. So there's no, I don't have to call every single shred of play by play when the game's in hand. That's kind of how I judge things. If it's tight, you're going to hear a lot of me. That's for sure. You're going to hear hear every every shred of play by play that I can give you. If it's not, then uh, that loosen those reins a little bit. Uh, it's been a very busy morning on the chat line. We'll keep that up. We are bringing you the tiers of 12 here in a few seconds. Um, but again, around 11 o'clock, we'll play that audio. I've just got it pulled up here on my computadora, and we'll play that. But uh, right now, Lucas, let's do it. <laughs> Tears of 12! All right, here we go. Not much change at the bottom of this. The uh, two, see you next year, tier uh, Oklahoma State holding on to that 14 spot. West Virginia at 13. And and then, you know, UCF impressed, but we saw it over the weekend. It's just they're – I know Diallo will make them a little bit different, but you're just like they're missing something, you know? And I say that, and they beat Kansas, you know, which they didn't beat him by 29. Coach told me that he thought that they they got better offensively without Diallo. Yeah. Now he's a terrific rim protector, number one in the conference in, in shot blocking. But um, the C.J. Walker kid that came on, mm-hmm. he said that they weren't quite expecting that from them, and they got a little bit better offensively. Now, you know, the defense obviously has something to do with it, but I just think, you know, if you can go inside a little more with the size that they have, that might benefit them because certainly the shots didn't seem like they were falling against the Red Raiders over the weekend. So I have them at 12. This is where it gets interesting because I think 9-10 is what what we agree on for making the tournament, right? 10 probably not, but if it does, you know. So there is a group of three for me that are fighting for maybe the ninth spot. And right now, I have Cincinnati at 11 and Kansas State at 10. Kansas State's down one from mine last week and Texas at nine. They're all in the same group. I really think Kansas State, we mentioned it last week, I think they fall off a cliff the rest of the way. I mentioned that I thought the win against Kansas – was a rivalry win. They had to do it in overtime. They go to Provo and lose by, what, six there. This is what they have left. They have TCU. They have at Texas. They have BYU again. Now that one is at home, so that might be a little different story. But you could easily see 0-3 there. 
West Virginia, so I'll give them a win there, at Cincinnati. And again, they're fighting Cincinnati for that spot, so I'm going to go ahead and say Cincinnati wins that game at Kansas and Iowa State. So Kansas State potentially has one, maybe two wins left on their schedule, in my opinion. So I might have Cincinnati in front of them, but right now I'll go Cincinnati 11, K-State 10, and Texas 9. I think, don't know, I think that Jerome Tang is so ticked off about the Naquan Tomlin situation. Mm -hmm. Now, this is just, you know, you just hear rumblings, okay? But that soured so much when he just, you know, they just – Cut him loose mm-hmm. for for the uh, I guess it was a bar fight. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, and they said, "Well, we we don't want you." Um, I don't think he is happy at all right now, and I think it's going to start showing. And yeah. I completely agree with you. I think they're about to fall off. Yeah, I think they could easily drop behind UCF win total wise. So right now, I'll keep Kansas State at ten, but I don't. I don't. I'm not buying it. Te- Texas at nine. From there, it's BYU at eight, and then my uh, weekly roller coaster of Oklahoma Whee! up six spots for the Sooners, <laughs> who are in action tonight, I believe, at Baylor. So you can just chalk that up as a loss for Oklahoma. TCU at six. This is tough. I probably should have them in front of Kansas, but Kansas did beat them, even though they shouldn't have there in Lawrence. Kansas at five, down one spot. Baylor down a spot to four uh that means texas tech moves up three spots because i had them down quite a ways after the flu flu week which i guess i was a little too harsh on them but red raiders at three then top two remain the same iowa state at two and houston number one i have three tiers i have the um no i'll tell you what let me break this let me break break this into another tier I'm horrible at naming tiers. The awful tier yeah. at the end, the group of three that are fighting for that number nine spot, and everybody else that's in the tournament. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've broken this down to four tiers today, T-I-E-R-S. The um, need uh, to see a therapist tier is uh, OSU dead last, West Virginia 13. How many is it, 14? Mm-hmm. The going to miss the tournament tier is UCF, K-State, Cincinnati. That would be 12, 11, 10. Then I have Texas 9, Kansas 8. Wow, you got them way down there. I'm sorry. What I saw yesterday... And you're so right. They're going to go win all their home games. Well, I agree with I'm that. I'm just talking about, like, just. I was too harsh on the Red Raiders for being down people because of the flu. They're out their leading scorer mm-hmm. and their team leader, who you said probably could have played yesterday. That's where the eight kind of might be a little bit of a slide. Maybe. <laughs> I got Chuck and and uh, they're at the pitch. The bearded porch. one. They just lit their their uh, <laughs> their torches. Yep. They got the pitchforks. OU seven, BYU six, TCU five, Texas Tech four, 
by the way, when we when we jump to from TCU to Texas Tech, I got this as your got a chance at a championship run tier. Okay, so that tier is Houston one, Iowa State two, Baylor three, Texas Tech four. Yeah, we just flip flop two people. I agree with that. With the like we mentioned, we go from not going to win another one to hey. Iowa State's going to be the only loss on the schedule. It is sweet, though. Red Raiders currently in third place at 7-4. and four. Houston 8-3, and three. Iowa State 7-3. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score. Hour number three coming your way here from the First United Bank studio. Don't forget the Visual Edge IT hotline is 806 806- Seven seven one zero nine seven three, and we now appear on Fox Thirty Four News. Now, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, our uh, our down player of yesterday. Uh, this is one response. Who even are you? Go away if you're going to poo-poo a performance <laughs> like that against KU. You don't know ball. Go away, Clint. It isn't time for your show yet. That's from Bobby Hot Dogs. Yep. Clint will be on here in just a little bit. It'll be interesting. He'll have Tech Talk. By the way, Tech Talk will be starting a little bit late today because a Friendship Girls playoff basketball at 3.30 on Double T 97.3. But when that concludes, Clint and Gus will be on. From my understanding, it will not be Clint and Gus. No. My understanding is it's going to be a Jayhawk-only broadcast. Clint and Chuck? I believe that's the case. That's the word. So get that, that chat line filled. Just. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was like punishment. It was like, hey, <laughs> you guys both have to do a show together and just take it on the chat line. We'll shorten it a little bit for you. Yeah. <clears throat> we can make this show a little bit shorter, but step right up. <laughs> uh, so uh, there were so many people that uh, requested this we had to deliver. Um, this was from last night when Bill Self got tossed. A little bit of game audio courtesy of Learfield and Double T 97.3. Lucas hit it. Dewan Harris wants to get it to Dickinson. He's being fronted. KJ Adams, a chest pass in the left corner and an offensive yep. foul. Offensive foul. Uh oh, here comes technical foul yep. on Bill Sell. Yep. And, and he's going to get thrown out of here. He's going to get thrown out. He wants it. He, I think he wants to get thrown out. Yeah, he's gone. Yep. Rain Tilly with a quick trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus Pettigrew got him with the first one, then Ray Natilli. And he's looking for the commissioner. Bill Self is looking for the commissioner sitting at midcourt, but he's not there anymore. I mean, it's pretty rich uh, for Bill Self to have any, any issue with officiating going on in somebody else's building. Give me a break. Give me a break. You know how many times we've endured that at Fog Allen? I mean, I don't want to hear any complaints 
from a Hall of Fame coach about uh, officiating going on in somebody else's building. Two free throws good for Pop Isaacs. That is extremely <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> but cathartic. Yes. Pops the... Chris Level on his thoughts on Bill <laughs> Self being thrown out for the first time in 722 games. I got a real big kick out of that because we have sit, sat there, uh, he longer than me, uh, but we have sat there at uh, Allen Fieldhouse and with our jaws on the ground, and, and really everybody has in this league that's gone there and had some mystifying call happen. It happened to TCU this year, so uh, got some uh, – Got some, it's just good release. Good release there. Yeah. I wonder what the last time Level had that type of joy. He sounded like that was, that was genuine excitement, like a giddy little, like a little kid on Christmas. I mean, the the excitement level, I've seen him a couple times, but he's very reserved for the most part when you see him not with a microphone in front of him. You don't see see him like that unless there's a microphone. And then Uh, I think. The uh, the red and black comes out when you put that microphone on, and uh, I'll never forget it when uh, it was McCuller who hit that three against Texas to make Chris Beard call a timeout. And he's, he goes, "Talk about it, Texas." <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. I did enjoy self. Uh, I didn't enjoy saying self was waving the white flag when he sent in the dude. That had only played six minutes in his whole career. Yeah, that uh, that Evers kid. Yeah, yeah, he barely played. Jankovic had barely played. Uh, one of those guys had played in 110 games, I think, and had 49 career points. So, yeah, that was white flag territory. It was cool to see Jack Francis get in, too. I knew we hadn't mentioned that, and, you know, it doesn't need a lot of time. But to see him get on there, dive on the floor – Get a couple Two boards and an, and an assist. And I, I wanted him to shoot the ball so bad, but that was the right thing to do. It was to pass the ball there. That's the uh, little short guy that never got on the, the yeah. court in me. Sorry. That's right. Hey, Hacks, can y'all fire choice? His uh, dad jokes have been so bad this week. I think there's probably a way to do that. What we've done there with choice, now you fire him right away because of accountability. I think that's what Bill Self was talking about. He was talking about your jokes are a joke. You're a joke with those dad jokes. Those dad jokes are a joke. <laughs> that is the, um, think about the legends in one way or another that have been tossed out of Texas Tech basketball games this year. You remember the other one? Oh, uh, Jawan Howard, even yeah. though he wasn't even coaching, he was just there. Yep. Because Phil Martelli, is it Phil Martelli? Uh-huh. Yeah, Phil Martelli was coaching, but Jawan was just sitting enjoying the game until he wasn't enjoying the game. Until halftime. And- it's really, it's really, it's. I mean, is it really that big of a deal when you get injected whenever you're like in the Bahamas or in Hawaii or something <laughs> like that? No, it's not like you're going to go sit in your hotel room, right? You're like, hey, we'll meet up a little bit later. I'm going to go have a drink, guys. Uh, You'll find me at the pool. Mai Tai. 
He wanted to turn in early, knew they had no chance even before the game started. You might be right. The crowd was amazing last night also from the chat line. One of the last camera shots after Billy got tossed, he had half a smile or a smirk. LOL. Yeah, you know. I mean, these guys have been around so long and seen so much hoops. And like you said, one time he's been thrown out, and that was when he was TU's head coach out in Wyoming with nobody in the stands. Um, yeah, it, he's like, you know what? Today's not my day or our day. I'm just going to take a stroll. Give these, give the fans what they paid for here. Get to, you know, go crazy. He got to shower. He was ready to talk it up in the post-game press conference. Yeah. He, he, his job was done there. Yeah. My work here is done. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. You heard the man get your questions in. To the 8th Flooring Center chat line, 100.7 The Score, mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Hacks Collier and Lucas coming down the back stretch of a Tuesday. And uh, still a lot to happen this weekend, uh, this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. High school hoops tonight, Lady Raiders tomorrow night. Thursday's open. Hmm. Seems like a good day for sushi. Call your foray into sushi. Yeah. Got to do it Thursday. Just don't get me sick. Don't get me sick. I got some softball <laughs> to watch this sick. weekend. You're not going to get sick. I'll be you, putting so much you'll love it. soy sauce or whatever I have to put on that to uh, kill it. Kill it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let's just get to the chat line. Should get another try for the Cardinals. Redbird, LOL. Nah. What are you going to do? It's incorrect. Yep, that's incorrect. It's I'd just be like more... if, 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 you, if you gave me Golden Hurricanes whenever uh, you asked me Tulsa, then that whole thing would be invalid as well. I'd be more willing to go to all of the Big 12 tournaments if they were in Vegas and baseball in Arlington is best. I am really jealous of um, Jameis Linston and the Texas Tech baseball program because they're going to be playing right by Prince Lebanese. If I were to go on this trip and be there for a week, I would at least go there twice. Yeah. So, Red Raider fans, please go by Prince Lebanese. It's an old drive-in. It's been on diners, drive-ins, and dives. It's family-run. The people are tremendous. And the food is out of this world. I've got a question for the chat line. Are we allowed for that during Ask the Benchwarmers? Can we ask the chat line? Sure. About three hours ago, I was called Bill Self. Uh-huh. I know Shelly's listening now because she just posted on the chat line. Why am I Bill Self? Why are you Raymar Bill Self? Yeah. Why am I Raymar Bill Self? Okay. I'm not eating gas station. If we're going to a gas station to get sushi, I'm out. I'm going to throw every single pop quiz from here to eternity. You're going to love it. I'm sure I'll like it. Love. If I can eat oysters, I can eat sushi. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I... 
Now, these were fresh, but I still... Are you saying Lubbock Sushi is not fresh? Maybe. What? What? (laughs) I'm just just saying. Uh, Thundered out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This person's been nitpicking me all day long. Um, Thundered out. Yes, you can be thundered out. Yeah, why not? Because the lightning causes the thunder. thunder. It's all yeah, it's all together. Ax, have you seen the clips of Dickinson beating up RJ last night? I thought it was funny that Self complained about how physical the game was. Great point. You don't like how physical the game is being played? Well, that's the way they're letting it go this year. I don't know if you've noticed that, Bill. Everybody's killing everybody out there. It's been bloodbath city, especially in the first half. Then they change it. In the second half sometimes. But if you watch that little montage that Tortilla Man or whatever his name put together on Twitter, it is a beating from the 7-2 fella, Dickinson. So, yeah, I have seen it, and it, it ticks me off. But I also said, you know, we were, we're, searching, for that, uh, we're searching for that audio to play at the top of this hour. And I said, I think RJ might be tougher than Dickinson tonight. Yeah. And hey, he didn't he didn't back down a, a, an inch. He didn't back down. He didn't flinch. He didn't take the bait. Whatever you want to call it, he stood his ground. When he got called for fouls, he owned it. Uh, Grant talked a lot about him in the post game as well. I mean, kind of growing up before your eyes here and having to do so and figuring things out. So. Uh, Oklahoma City was great for so long, but they were so indifferent the last few times up there. Crickets. Kind of heartbreaking after it had been so fun for so long. Did the NBA down the street ruin the fan base forever? Okay, so you're right. It started off back in the day in the Big 8. They had it at a place called All Sports Stadium, and it was awesome. Terrific. Uh, that place got real old real quick. They yeah, went to play uh, in Bricktown, and it was fantastic. You had Great crowds, um, tons of interest. And then the world started to shift away from the interest from the like the general population. There's always going to be the hardcore college baseball fans. But uh, all, Oklahoma, all of a sudden, start, they had NBA franchise and, and a thousand casinos. And you're competing for the almighty entertainment dollar and going to college baseball just wasn't on that list. Yeah. Period. Nope. And that's why they sometimes, and they might might do it all the time, they have OU and OSU play a conference, part of their conference series there. That that gets your college baseball fix in downtown. Benchwarmers, what kind of exotic meat have you wanted to eat but never have? Sushi. That's exotic to me. I was going to say elk, but I've had elk sausage in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, is it gamey? See, I've had it's delicious. I don't think I've had, I, I think I've had a bison burger. Some reindeer. Never had Oh, that. the buffalo's tremendous. Yeah. Um, some kind of snake. Do people eat snakes? Oh, I'm sure they do. I have no desire to eat a snake. That, did you see that dude? He, um, he tried to cook a, a puffer fish and it killed him. Yeah, there's some fish out there. If you like, if they like cut it the wrong way or something like yeah. that, it, yeah. 
Yeah, this guy was like a chef. Okay, so Shelly says, Oh, Davey, can't believe Hacks let let that slide. It's Golden Hurricane, not plural. He scolded me hard once for that. No, that's what I was saying. If if there is a pop quiz, and I want you to be hard on me since I said Cardinals and it was Redbirds, if I were to say Golden Hurricanes and you let that slide, then it wouldn't be a pop quiz because obviously there's no S at the end of that. And I give and here we go for that all the time. I only said that because you said you were going to get yourself ejected. Ah, okay. You're much more of the Raymar Jimbo. Oh. Oh. What, Jimbo Fisher? I don't, I don't like either one of those. That's I think a- Choice, Choice Whitman would be the uh, Raymar Jimbo Fisher. Oh, yeah. A lot of money, not much. Uh, not much work. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Choice. I know you work your tail off. I know you got all kinds of games to call. Yeah, we're just joking. Just jokes. Thank uh, you for texting me earlier. I wish I would have seen it. I would have gotten nine out of ten. Get a J roll from Hibachi. They are delish. Collier from Juan. And then there, there's the gas station sushi. Hacks, I'll eat David's sushi since he's not interested in it. Craig, I'm going to eat it. Do they play the Lebanese? <laughs> I love this. I love it when the listeners are just true real deal listeners do they play the lebanese cartoons at that restaurant <laughs> that's from mickey when her algorithm gets out of control and she gets into middle eastern cartoons thank you so much that makes me laugh um there's a new sushi place going in where the texas roadhouse was on the loop gas station is reserved for ceviche according to choice uh, Probably got some today. Bench warmers. Who is the most tolerable coach in the Big 12 currently besides McCaslin? It's the guy that's going to get fired, Mike Boynton, in my opinion. Yes. He's uh, he's so fun to interview, and he gives real Genuine, answers. real person. Conversational. I mean. It's Mike Boynton. Yeah, I agree. One, we, we talked to him forever during a Zoom one time, and he wasn't ready to get off the Zoom. Gas stations are for coffee and gas. Hax, I love how you kept messing with Level on the tidbit you wanted to reveal close to the end of the game. That was hilarious. Juan, yeah, that was uh, that was the baseball thing, um, being uh, superstitious. Rattlesnake is good. Okay, so that's what I want, Big Huey. Big Huey, I would eat rattlesnake. Wild boar would be more exotic than buffalo. Okay. Uh, shark is fantastic. Bison burgers are okay, really lean, cooked medium. Uh, need some sauces on it, some moisten, but uh, several times a week. Worked in Denver, ate those. I've had elk spaghetti with black bear meatballs. Customer made the meal. It wasn't bad, but had to smile the whole time. We covered the entire chat line. That's a ton of participation. Thanks so much. For Collier and Lucas, I'm Hacks. Dim boys from the bottom line. Coming up next. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.